Bonjour amigos. Bienvenidos secret friends. Fish be on the base. Bob at Jason to a microphone. We only have 15 minutes, so might as well hop right in with the obvious question. Who the fuck shoots up a bowling alley in Maine and then drives four miles and goes to a bar and grill and shoots that place fucking up? Like, who could do such a thing? Well, we're learning a lot more about the shooter. And this gets me to a very, very strange place. So just bear with me. But his sister-in-law of the main shooting suspect, whose name is Robert Card, who is a 40-year-old and truly worst-case scenario, cops at the point of recording of this podcast, the cops do not know where he is. He's an army reservist who's not just proficient in firearms. He was a firearms instructor for the Army Reserve. And oh, by the way, this summer, and as someone that spent multiple times in multiple mental hospitals against my will, the people that are there for two weeks, which is how long he was there, and I met people that were there for two, three, four, but when you start getting to that level, and it's the schizophrenia, at that point, all bets are off, just from my own personal experience. And so this is who we're dealing with here. Who the fuck shoots up a bowling alley? His sister-in-law, whose name is Katie O'Neill, did an interview with the Daily Beast today. And this makes me feel a bunch of different things. I'm curious how it'll hit you. But his sister-in-law, Katie O'Neill, to the Daily Beast said, he truly believed he was hearing people say things. This all just happened within the last few months. This is the sister-in-law married to the brother. She says, I've known Rob my whole life. He is quiet, but the most loving hardworking, and kind person that I know. But in the past year, he had an acute episode of mental health. In fact, in the lead up to the shooting, the shooter actually went out and bought himself some high-powered hearing aids to better hear the voices that he thought were talking about him at the bowling alley at the restaurant. Sister-in-law says, he would get mad and claim that we didn't believe him. We tried to listen to him and tell him that nobody was talking about him. Sister-in-law goes on to say, we know he is out there and he's a good person in his heart. After all of this, when he has time to reflect, he will be disgusted. We all want him to know that we love him and that we can handle things as a family 
He just has to reach out and do the right thing. I'm not sure if that answers the question, who the fuck shoots up a bowling alley? And because of his firearms proficiency and skills as an army reservist, and he's 40 years old, I haven't heard it yet, but is it, is it safe to assume that he had, that he had tours in, in Iraq, Afghanistan, both? Maybe. We don't, we don't know yet. Okay. So is he holed up in the woods of Maine? And I know this is awful, but but I know like, like when you first hear bad news and you're kind of in shock, like, like my first responses were, holy fuck, that's awful. Shortly followed by, well, good luck finding a white guy with a beard in Maine, a state I've never been to, but I have been to New Hampshire and best of fucking luck to you. That was before we knew anything. And that was when I was still kind of in shock of the news. But hopefully this ends with him just turning himself in. But knowing what we know about his mental history at this very early state of that, I have a weird question for you. What's the appropriate punishment? I mean, if someone's going through an acute mental health episode, what fucker killed 18 people, maybe more. And even though I met never been violent, perhaps I'm more empathetic because of had my own shit and I've certainly had times where I've felt fucking bonkers and but what's the appropriate punishment I don't know I don't know but I don't know I just don't another one or another story that I think brings up the the same point here but the this happened last week the alaska airlines pilot who wasn't flying the plane he wasn't the co-pilot he was just another pilot catching a ride in the cockpit he was in the jump seat as they call it he tried to cut the engines I think he may be charged with like 88 counts of attempted murder for all the souls that were on board other than himself. But he was in an acute mental health crisis. He also says he took shrooms 48 hours before, which I think makes it a little different. But after he tried to turn off, off, off the edges, he, he, he fucking came back down and apologized. And like, he had a grasp of it. What's the appropriate punishment there? I'm not sure the Alaska Airlines pilot who tried to cut the engines. Is jail really the right place? 
Is a psychiatric hospital the right place? Is a combination of both the right place, Fishby? Yeah, let's do your questions. Let's do them. I know that's what the music means. Just a fucking dilemma. Fucking dilemma. All right. Let's do these. No disrespect intended, obviously. Yo, it's me, Fishby. And why do you think you live like a recluse? And are you sure deciding to become an alcoholic at the age of 48 is really wise? And then TTMF. Oh, wow. Fishby will do it again, apparently. Trivia time, motherfucker. But first, why do I think living like a recluse? I was really hoping these questions were going to be somewhat peppy. And maybe that emotionally wouldn't fit today, so maybe this actually works. But I don't... You want the honest answer? Or you want me just to just to bullshit you? Cause I can I can kind of finagle my way through it and say it say you know well I'm trying to save money I don't really like going to the bars anymore I you know don't generally feel safe when I go out I I my amygdala just drinking like a bell. I could tell you all those things. But with the exception of my kids and really one friend who lives in Phoenix who I'm in contact with, Death Metal Pat, you know. True confession here and you're not going to like it. The biggest reason I've, I've disconnected is... I don't want anyone to miss me when I die, and I I feel like that's going to happen sooner or later. Or, excuse me, sooner rather than later. It'll happen to all of us sooner or later. That's just a fucking fact. You cannot deny that, Joe. And my thoughts have gotten darker over the summer as I've kind of been in more and more pain now we're firmly in fall but at the end of June uh, someone from my peer group that I grew up with and was close with throughout my 20s part of my 30s but but part of part of the crew his name was Dusty he's a ballsy motherfucker he um he threw himself in the fucking river to end it. Threw himself in the fucking river because he had enough. And that's sad. And that's awful. And Dusty is a lot of things to me, but you know what he is? He's my fucking hero. My fucking hero. And generally... When one self-isolates for as long as I have, not a good sign. Not a good sign. 
So. Yeah. Okay. That's, that was a fun one. Let's see if we can turn this around just a little. Just a little. Don't worry. I'm not a danger to myself. and Certainly not anyone else. And now I'm bullshitting you, by the way. But I'm... No bullshit. I'm certainly not a danger to anyone else. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. And are you sure deciding to become an alcoholic at age 48 is wise? See, my entire life, I, I'm not a light drinker. I don't drink that often, but when I do drink, I'm a fucking binge drinker. We're either going hard or not going. And just by every nighttime, I, I just got to be in so much pain. I don't take pain medication. The weed only works so fucking well that I have like, you know, a tablespoon, maybe two. I Alcoholic is the wrong term. It's, it's disrespectful to that disease to call what I do alcoholism. But yeah, at night now, I fucking, mm-hmm, I have a few sips. Goddamn right I do. All right, Fish B, let's do it. Little TTMF, trivia time, motherfucker. Yo, it's me, Fish B, again with TTMF. Since you're 0 for 4, easy one. What year did Ford start making rape vans? I don't think, I don't think Ford calls them that. I'm going to guess 1978. 1978. What year is it? Motherfucker. 1965. They're called the Ford Transit van, Fishbeat, not the fucking rape van. They sold 99,000 last year. Since 1965. They've sold over 8 million of those vans. And Ford, I believe they've uh, believe they've ended their strike. Or they're right there. They're like they're right there with the UAW strike. So Hooray! Man, this was a Man. Was this thing a fucking bummer, Fish V? Was this thing? God damn it. God damn it. This is why I I I, I usually don't talk about these mass shootings because they're so common and I justify it by going, you do a funny show, you're not a crime correspondent. Do what everyone else does and ignore it. But I I couldn't today. I I couldn't. I I apologize. I do. From I fucking sorry. I really fucking am. Uh, have the best weekend ever. If you can't be safe, at least be lucky. Remember that I love you more than anything. Say adios, Fishby. <laughs>